getting back to the root of why we came to be as business owners, it was just so touching. And I was like, this is what I was meant to do. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey there, listener. We have reached the final episode of 2022 here at The Found Podcast. And not only is it the final episode, but it's also the final solo cast. And if you've been a listener for any period of time, you know that this fall have just been like chock full of amazing female guests here on The Found Podcast. And I'm like, I don't even remember the last time I sat down behind this mic by myself. It sounds so foreign to me to be like, it's, but it's probably been like six or eight weeks because I batched out so many great interviews. I hope you've enjoyed them as much as I have. And I know from the DMs I've been getting that these women and their missions and the products and the services they offer have really hit home with you guys. I'm just so proud every week to be able to introduce you to these fantastic female entrepreneurs who I know can really change the way you do business. And In today's episode, we're going to do a recap, not just of quarter four, but we're going to do a recap of the year. I'm going to go through and share with you some of the wins I've experienced as a business owner here at MKM, but also some of the challenges I've faced and some of the growths that I've had. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to propose ways that we assess our year rather than wins, challenges, and growths. I'm going to I'm going to mention some things that I think we should be using as meter sticks rather than the things we commonly see like revenue or uh, downloads or reach or those other things that we'll see a lot uh, at the end of the year over on Instagram and on Facebook. So that's kind of the lineup we're going to take. All right. So let's start with what are some of the wins we've experienced here at MKM this year? I intended to do three, but it ended up with four. So first up, uh, back in June, we bought a building and this was really, um, this is a life milestone for me back when I started. And there's a whole podcast episode about this from the first week of June, if you want to go back and listen. But honestly, since I started MKM, my mission was not just to do social media posts for the sake of social media posts. My mission was to really give small businesses and small towns a voice and to help them get seen. And as part of that, I wanted to be able to like leave my mark, if that makes any sense. But I wanted to like 
put my money where my mouth was. And I wanted to have a stake in our own main street here in Cascade. And so back in, I think it was March, early March, um, a building that I never, never, ever foresaw ever putting my name on came available and things just aligned and we were able to purchase that building. And then in June, the papers were officially signed and it became ours. And I'll have some updates on that as we go forward in future episodes. But that is definitely one of the highlights of my year was being able to put my name on that and say, oh my gosh, this is a dream realized. Um, If you look behind me at any point in time when you're watching a video, I have a cork board that has a list of, I intended to write 100 goals, but I think I got to 72 or something like that. But one of the first ones was to own a building on Main Street. And this year I was able to cross that off. So that was a huge win here at MKM that I was very excited about. All right, win number two. Another goal that was on my goal list that I actually achieved on like December 28th last year was that I became a six-figure business owner. So in December 28th of 2021, I had worked all year. I really wanted to hit that six-figure mark. And if you're over on Instagram and you're following female entrepreneurs and coaches and you're in that space, like six figures is the thing to be defining yourself as. And some people define themselves with six-figure months or six-figure weeks. For me, I was still working on that elusive six-figure year. And then at the 11th hour in 2021, I got a PayPal notification and I knew, oh my gosh, I've crossed that threshold. And as we do with a lot of life goals, I celebrated that. I cried a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. And then I went about my business. I was like, oh my gosh, I am not (laughs) foundationally changed. I am not any different or carrying myself differently than I thought I would. I just made a certain revenue goal. And this year in 2022, to like really underscore that fact, that 100K is fantastic. It's a huge goal to work for, but you're really not going to be changed as a result of it. I crossed 100K back in August for revenue for MKM. And so the, the time period, the speed and efficiency of that revenue was really amplified and sped up in 2022. And for a lot of factors, we had great team members who brought in new services and new clients. We increased our um, pricing so that it was more reflective of what we offered. And that was done in January. And so for those reasons, we did have some clients add, but for those reasons, we were able to hit that milestone a little bit sooner. I, at the time of this recording, I have a projection of where my year is ending. And it's not, again, I'm, what I learned in the last year is that like that number doesn't define me. And that there's a big difference between revenue and profitability. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that was a huge, a huge win for our team because like it was just so elusive and something that I never, ever, like never thought I'd be able to do that. And then not only did we do it in 2021, but we also hit that six-figure milestone in 2022. And as a business, as a female who started a business that never foresaw herself owning a business, That's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. All right. Win number three. As the year went on, I really worked with 
absolutely ideal clients. And in programs that I really loved. And it kind of goes back to, I guess, earlier this year, we decided when we were growing the team back in like March, April, May, I was like, you know, we really need to, at MKM, kind of split into two segments because Molly Knuth Media, as it was, as a team, wasn't reflective. It wasn't just Molly Knuth. It was also Haley and Megan and Miranda and all of our team members. And so the talk of a rebranding and a redefining of who we work with began back in April. And also in that same time frame, I really began to launch programs that not only did I like the look of and the structure of on paper, but I really launched them from a place of this is where my heart is at and this is something that I think people need. And so back in April, we had that like definition of what are some of the businesses that we're going to work with and how are we going to define that going forward? And then I launched business school, which ended up having four students enroll. And each week we had a guest come in and talk to us in regards to moving from that like brand new baby business phase into the teenage business phase. So you're no longer like a fledgling startup trying to figure out your way. You have a sense, you have your feet under you, and now you want to scale or grow or be known for a thing. And with business school, we got to work with some fantastic guest instructors, people like Mariah Danielson. You can go back to an episode in November of 2022 to hear more about her and her why discovery process. But she was the lead presenter of that program. And after we got off that call, I cried because I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I was meant for. Like we were all there. We were talking about our why. Why did we start these businesses? Who were we here to help? And if you've been in business for any amount of time, you know that as you go on, it can be easy to lose that vision because you're so caught up in the day-to-day and the emails and the needs and the ways that you are pulled in varying directions. And having so many people in one Zoom room talking about our why, getting back to the root of why we came to be as business owners, it was just so touching. And I was like, this is what I was meant to do. And that program was just fulfilling for all of the best reasons. And the women in it were amazing. And then through the year, we continued to just be like, we just had ideal clients. I had a one-on-one scenario with a client. Again, I cried. Maybe that's something I should talk about in my wins too. Um, I told my friends about this. I'm like, I don't know, but like I'm an Enneagram 3. Um, notoriously, Enneagram 3s have their feelings in a little lockbox somewhere inside their chest and they hate getting them out. But 2022 is going to go down as the year that I cried. And <laughs> I just um, would get off calls that were so, or be on calls. Like I've even had a discovery call this year with someone. And if you're listening, I still apologize for that. But I was just like, so passionate. And her story was so, so endearing. I cried. And one of my friends told me, welcome to your wing four of your Enneagram, because she is an Enneagram four. And she's like, we love emotions over here. Welcome to the club. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so I, I typically am just like stoic or I am very even keel. 
or I am energetic. Those are my two options. I never go to emotions, but um, I did this year. So anyway, I had so many of these calls with female business owners, whether it was in a discovery call or in a one-on-one capacity or in a group program, but it was just a reminder as the year went on and more of these people were coming through. And I was like, this is the person I want to help. And whether that came to be an actual working relationship or whether it was just a conversation about how we could potentially help and where their business was going, it was just so fulfilling to see that this is who we have been working towards finding and these people were coming to us as a team to work together. And I hope to see that continue in 2023, even as we end the year. I wasn't necessarily looking for another social media client. But someone who I just love reached out and she and her team members are just like, we've worked together in a limited capacity in years past, but I was just like, oh my gosh, if they want, if they want social media, like we are making space because they are the best. And so we, we signed and I'm like, this is just a testament to like committing and staying the course and speaking your voice and putting education out there and putting out the positive vibes. And repeatedly again and again and again, we get ideal clients. And I think that's a big win of 2022. And then win number four of 2022 is that in September, I took a major pause. And uh, in October, I really felt good. I I read um, a quote the other day that I felt was indicative of how my year went. Uh, I think it was Zora Neale Hurston who this was attributed to. And it said, some years give you questions. Other years give you answers. And I feel like in 2022, this is definitely going to be the year of the question for me. In 2021, I had a lot of opportunity. I said yes to a lot of things. I tried a shit ton of things and made it work. And as I began 2022, that energy and momentum definitely continued. And then all of a sudden, I think my ego really got into it and I started to get scared and I started to question and I started to play small. And by the time we got to September, I really needed a reset. I needed a pause. And I attended a couple of masterclasses, one by Melanie Ann Lair, and that really brought me back to my center and who I am. And I began to take slow mornings and I really shifted my morning routine, how it had looked for years prior and how it looked now. And I began to like just sit in my hot tub and have a coffee on a Tuesday. And I would do things like sit in my living room and actually watch a show in the middle of the day. Just small things like that, that I have been so hard hustling towards for so many years like hustling towards success for so long that I kind of let some of these things slip through. And then by September, I needed to have that pause and that reset. And then in October, that's when I saw a huge influx of these ideal clients, of my messaging really coming to be, of my ideas kind of making sense of themselves. And it really, I think that that pause really was a definitive moment in the course of my year. And I think that the fruits of that pause will continue to be seen as we go into 2023 because we ended the year on like 
a six-week sickness spree here at our MKM, not even just MKM, at the Knuth household. Um, so we're really like just hoping for health as we enter the new year. And I can kind of resume some of these practices that I was starting to put in place at the beginning of Q4. All right. So those are some of the wins that I've experienced in 2022. What were some of the challenges? So challenge number one was keeping my vision. So in early 2022, it was a milestone year and it marked five years in business for MKM, which for me was like my goalpost. I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to get to five years in business. I didn't want to be that statistic where, oh shoot, I'm one of those failed businesses after five years. So I had a vision that got me to five. And when I wrote that five-year plan, I also had a 10-year plan. And when I reached the five years, I was like, holy shit, a lot of this is happening. I had the agency model starting. I had the team forming. I knew like in March when like the actual five-year birthday was like, but okay, side note. I never know how to calculate that for a business because like technically it's your five-year anniversary, but we're discounting that whole first year of experience. So even though it was the five-year anniversary, it marked the completion of the sixth, right? It marked, anyway, because I began in 2017. So then right, late 2016, early 2017. Anyway, so I reached it, but then my vision that I had for the next five years I really got into a place of like, oh my gosh, is this still the vision? Is the things that I said I wanted to achieve by 10 years still what I want to achieve? And this is when the discussion of the rebrand and the pivoting and the niching began to really take hold. And that's when I started to really question what I was doing. Am I still on track for what I thought I was? Am I still being oriented by that singular vision of, like elevating small towns and small businesses? Or has that changed? Do I still want the things that I wanted then? What do I even want? (laughs) That became a huge question. So vision for me was a big challenge. And I think it was because I had seen so many successes in the first five years. I had attained so many of those goals that it became honestly kind of scary and overwhelming because it was like, my 10-year goals are big. So how am I going to really do that? And then it also gave me pause to say, okay, not just what have I achieved, which is, again, an Enneagram 3 thing to really assess myself and call myself a quote-unquote success or failure based on the achievements I made. But it really gave me pause this year during that whole like what is my vision to say, okay, who was I being in the process and in the pursuit of these things? Am I still satisfied with who I am as a woman, as a wife? as a mom, as a sister, a daughter, a friend, a community member, a citizen, am I really upholding all of those values and things that I wanted to in pursuit of these business goals? And so I really had a lot of questions this year, and that was a challenge. And so a lot of the latter part of this year was working through some of those kind of questions, those big existential things, and deciding where I did want to go. What do I, in fact, want? out of this next five years or 15 years of business, whatever it ends up being. But vision and having clearly defined where I'm going, that has been a big challenge of this year. And it's something that I don't think is meant to be cut and dry. I don't think it's meant to be like a one-time shot. I think 
we have a vision and it's allowed to like flex and mold and evolve. And that's been a challenge for me this year, but a good challenge. All right. The second challenge in regards to that is the time I spent with friends, family, and ultimately with myself. I made time for two haircut and colors all year. (laughs) I laugh at that because I'm just like, my sister-in-law is a professional stylist. Like she's fantastic. And I still only like made two appointments all year long because I just never felt like I had the time. And I also, my son finished preschool last year and he was off school on Fridays. And so like I told myself at the beginning of the year, I'm not going to work on Fridays because that this is my last baby. This is his last year of not having school on a certain day of a week. And then I squandered it, you guys. I spent so many of those Fridays responding to emails, getting one more thing done, and really not having clear boundaries. And so that kind of went through a bunch of things. Like I didn't have a ton of friend time this year. I didn't make a lot of midweek family time. And it really did become a challenge and again, caused me to question things in my vision and say like, okay, who am I not, not only what am I achieving and what am I doing, but who am I being in the pursuit of this? Am I being the person that I want to be? And I also noticed I was like dropping balls and missing deadlines and stuff. And so that was a huge challenge this year. Could I maintain the commitments? Could I maintain relationships? And what changes did I need to make if I didn't feel satisfied with those? Um, My mom also told me that she's been listening to episodes and she says I'm being too hard on myself, but I'm just being honest, mom. So (laughs) and I know there's people out here who can relate to some of this. Um, And I am being really hard on myself, but I also have really high expectations for myself. So um, that I would say it was a challenge. And then my third challenge this year was profitability. So um, as you guys know, inflation ran rampant this year. And in addition to that, with things like growing a team. And what I've learned when I only raise my prices once a year in December, if you add team members or you add contractors or inflation happens, then that can all cut into your margins. And the 100K that I made in 2021 was not spent the same way that it was in 2022. So profitability was definitely something that I had to work on in 2022. And Quite literally, it's still a work in progress. But I do just say that because we can be blinded on Instagram by these claims of like how much money people are making. And we're like, whoa, that looks so cool and so easy. And I just want to call out like that's not the whole story. Yes, they may have made that number in revenue, but what was the profit on the other side of that number? And that's really what's going to tell you the story once you take out the team pay, once you take out the marketing budget, once you take out the overhead, what's left? And so for me, I've noticed that in 2022, that challenge of growing as a business from someone who is solo, freelance, um, just happy to have an extra $200 a month, like that's really changed now that there's a team and um, some serious overhead in place. And um, that's something that has been challenging for me this year, but it's something that I've been working on. So as a result of these wins and these challenges, what were three things that I've noticed happened positively to my growth as a person? So first up, as a leader, leadership is always something that 
like people told me that I've been good at. Like back in high school, I was the student council president and things like that. And people are like, you're a good leader. And I'm like, I don't really know what that means, but thank you. And so then I started in my business career in recent years, people are talking about leadership and not coming from a corporate background. I didn't know that that just meant being a manager or being a head of a team or a head of a company. Obviously, I knew that like what being a leader meant, but I didn't know that like the corporate term was leadership development when I needed to know the skills of how to manage and grow a team and projects that we all collaborated on. And so as I leaned into this year, I learned, okay, what I need help with is leadership. And so some things that I have always been um, uncomfortable with, I would say, like naturally I don't like conflict. I like to please people. If there is an issue that pops up, I would rather avoid it than confront somebody about it. But I think over this year, one thing that leading a team has helped me with and having more one-on-one clients is growing into that role of being the person who has to call out issues when I see them, of holding the goal and being the person who keeps us on track. I'm not perfect at it. I'm obviously still a work in progress, but I really think my leadership abilities, while they weren't always great, they did definitely grow this year, particularly in the latter half of the year. Once I realized, oh, this is what I need to focus on. And then that helped. Um, Growth number two is realizing my power. For a long time, I just thought things kind of happened to me. As I was kind of sharing back in September when I attended that masterclass from Melanie Ann Lair, one line that really stuck out to me from that program was when she said, I realized that I was living my life as a response. And so she would go through and her actions or her thoughts of the day would not be something that she controlled or decided actively. It would be as a response to what other people did or what other people said. And I was like, wow, I think that's really something that I've been challenged with this year too. And so since then, I've been trying to find places where I can be proactive Or where were there places, not only in business, but in life, where I deferred to someone else or I assumed that they had more knowledge or had more expertise than me? And where could I start asking questions that said, well, maybe maybe I am just as smart or maybe I'm just as qualified? And realizing that I had the power to reframe that and be proactive and take positive steps before things took place. And so realizing that, I think, was a big growth for me this year. And again, it's a work in progress, but I think it was definitely something that I realized going into 2023. And then step three, or growth number three, excuse me, I'm not a baby business anymore. And my friend Sheila Hansen told me this back in 2022 when I met with her for a VIP aligned intensive. Um, So she came in and she's a CPA. So she went through finances with me and help me organize some things. And one thing we talked about in that session back in October of 2021, she said, Molly, maybe what got you to this point is not what's going to get you to your next point. Meaning I was holding on really tightly to the way I had been doing things and the offers that I gave and the methods that I used. And I was hoping that those things, if I just did them a little faster, 
or a little harder, or I added more clients, that would get me to the next goal that I had. When in actuality, what I maybe needed to do was not go faster or add more, but it was really looking at the root and saying, how do I retool this thing? And maybe I need to restructure fundamentally. And what I realized is that that process of being like that baby business, that startup, you're just trying for validation. You're trying to prove your concept. You're trying to get a sustainable monthly income. That is one thing. And then when you go to being a teenage business where you want to scale, where you want to help more people, you can't do the same things that you did in those first formative years. You really do have to approach it differently. And I don't think it's all about strategy. I think a lot of it is also something that I learned this year in growth, that it's a science with strategy and it's an art of your energy. And bringing that energy to the table is the secret sauce. And so this year, I feel like realizing that I'm not a baby business and we can't just do things the way we did for the years past. We really have to look at how do we, how do we make this more streamlined? How do we make this more profitable? How do we make this just a well-oiled machine? That's what I learned this year. And I also learned that about human design this year and that I'm a 3-5 manifester. And so part of that 3-5 is that I love to learn through experience. And then I have to try things out and know for myself if this works or if it doesn't. And then I take what I've learned and I share it with other people. And lo and behold, here I am in front of a podcast mic. But I had to go through some of these things that I did in the last five, six years of business. I had to experience them for myself in order to know what worked and what didn't. And when I look ahead to 2023, I see an MKM that is more streamlined, that is more profitable, that does have better workflows and automations in place, that does have more clear boundaries, and that really does offer up a high quality service for our clients. And that is all part of growing into this teenage business. And, you know, maybe even young adult, maybe this is my teenage year. And now I'm being that young adult who says, this is what I'm known for. And this is where we're going now. But I feel like there's so much information out there for people who are just starting businesses in those first formative years. And then that messy middle of being a teenager, much like those pre-pubescent and pubescent years of our lives, like we're just trying things out. We're trying to define ourselves. We're making mistakes. We're going fast. We're it's just all of this stuff and it also applies to your business much like it did to those teenage years of your life. And so I'm definitely in the teenage years here and maybe even my young adult experience at MKM. But those are my three wins, actually four, three challenges and three growths. Now, another thing that I want to just propose is not measuring ourselves based solely on our wins, our lessons, and where we see ourselves going. We put a lot of emphasis on looking back and then looking ahead at this time of year. And we measure ourselves based on revenue and reach and downloads and product sales and, 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 and. But what if instead of measuring ourselves on these very data-heavy qualifications, we measured ourselves based on how we were being? Much like to my point about the challenge of this year, was I being the person that I wanted to be in pursuit of these goals? 
what if I made this year instead of about numbers and data, about memories and moments? So I'm going to go through and recap some of those moments where I was being the person that I want to see more of. Um, So number one, and I want you to do this too. If you want to like go through this exercise with a journal or a piece of paper or whatever, you can do the same thing. And if you want to do three wins, three challenges, three growths, and then go through these moments, you're definitely welcome to. So first up, a moment that I was just so stupid happy. (laughs) And based on some of my prior answers, you might have said, you might have a guesstimate of where this would be. But honestly, a moment where I was so stupid happy isn't because I just achieved this big thing or because I summited a mountain or I achieved. It was really in a moment where I just felt like this. This is it. This is why I do what I do. And if I go back to, I think it was February. Oh, it might even have been late January. Um, We took a vacation to Minneapolis and we stayed at the Great Wolf Lodge near the Mall of America. And we went to the Nickelodeon universe in the middle of the Mall of America. And if you're not from the Midwest, the upper Midwest, this probably makes no sense to you. But in the Nickelodeon universe, it's like a theme park, but it's an indoor theme park in the middle of the mall. And we went and it was still like, you know, COVID restrictions were still like kind of in place, but also very lax, but that led to like way less numbers. And so we were able to go to the Great Wolf Lodge and the Nickelodeon universe. And there was like minimal numbers of people and we had so much fun. And I just felt like, this is the thing. Here I am. And while I still look back and I see like where my head went to business, like I know that on the drive up, I was working that whole drive so that I could schedule posts and get client work done. But then I was able to be present in those moments with my husband, with the kids. We swam. Um, It was the first time me and my husband went to a water park where the kids could largely like, they could swim and play and we could just sit and have a cocktail (laughs) in the beach chair. We're like, this is cool. We haven't done this in 11 years. And so that was really fun too. And we would have like pizza in the hotel room and we went to Legoland in the mall. And it was just like the simplest kind of vacation, but also the best kind of vacation. We went to a restaurant and that's still kind of a a joy to the kids when we can go to an in-person sit-down restaurant. Um, For us, it can be a little challenging, you know, like keeping four kids sitting. But it was just a really great trip. And so when I think about like a moment that I was so happy this year, it wasn't signing the lease on the building like I thought was going to be this pivotal moment that I always look back on. It wasn't crossing that $100,000 threshold. It was truly the moment where I was like, this is so fun. Like we're here and we're experiencing this together. All right. What is a moment that I felt truly at peace? And for me, peace, I think might be my word of 2023. I'm not sure yet. I haven't committed. Um, But peace is definitely something I'm always in pursuit of. And peace for me looks like a day or a moment or a period of time where I can just get lost in whatever I'm doing and my mind isn't going in a million directions with my shoulds. And so this sounds so stupid simple, (laughs) but honestly, the simple moments are my favorite. Um, I think it was mid to late summer. 
I like deep cleaned my house. For a number of years, I've had a housekeeper and she would come every other week and she'd do floors and bathrooms, things like that. And it was so helpful. And I love her still to this day. But there was a day where I was like deep cleaning and I was scrubbing and I was like doing it myself. And I had like my AirPods in and I was listening to an audio book. I think it was Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And I was just like, this is peace. The kids were playing. I think some of them might have been out in the new shed with Ryan. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I could just get lost. And I was like cleaning and I was moving my body and I was, my hands were busy and I was listening to a business development book on my AirPods, but I honestly wasn't like, my mind wasn't swirling and spinning out in a million different directions. I just was like, I was just peaceful. And I didn't think about anything except the task at hand. And even though that's like such a simple moment in the course of a year, that really was peace to me. I just really, really enjoyed that. There were also a couple of times this fall where like the kids and Ryan were working cattle. We got show calves now and I was just sitting on a hay bale. I know this sounds super simplistic like Americana, but it was. And I was sitting on a hay bale and I had a kitten on my lap and I was just watching them and they were talking and giggling and I was just watching. And I was also like, this is peace because this is my home. This is the home that we've built. This is the thing that we've made together. And this is, this is just like, there's nothing else better. And so peace for me, that was a day that looked like peace. Uh, what was a moment, a, another moment I think we could measure our year on is a moment where we said, holy shit, this is what I'm meant to do. And I do go back to some of those examples that I gave earlier of after like back in March or sorry, back in April after that first business school call when I got off the lesson from Mariah Danielson and I cried because I was like, this was awesome. Like I was able to listen to someone who is an expert in her field. It was a female entrepreneur. She was from like an hour and a half away from me. We had four other amazing female entrepreneurs on that call from all over the United States. She was able to lead us. We were able to feel connected even though we were so far away. And I was like, this is why it's so awesome. I loved it. Another time where I said, holy shit, this is what I'm meant to do. It was on a one-on-one -on -one call with a one-on-one -on -one client where we got really vulnerable. It was our first call together and she really opened up and I give all the credit in the world to her because we were getting on the call to discuss business prioritization and what she should focus on and where she should go with her business in the new year. And we ended up talking about some really deep life things and some really big fears and some really big struggles. And I just started crying because I was like, thank you so much for like sharing that with me and trusting me with this. And knowing that business isn't just a string of numbers, even though those are important, business is so much deeper and personal and tied into so many other layers of who we are. And at that moment, I was like, this is the thing. This is what I'm meant to do. And it felt so good. Um, okay, let's measure ourselves on a moment that we had clarity. So in midsummer, there was a moment where I was lifting weights. I love lifting weights. Truth be told, this fall has been hideous for my personal fitness regime <laughs> because we've been so sick and we've had so many other things going on. 
and I just haven't been able to stick to a regular routine in the mornings. And um, so that's to come. But I remember there was one morning in particular, I even know the shirt I was wearing. It said, empowered women empower the world. It was a cutoff tank. I was lifting heavy weights. It was an arm workout day. And I remember I was doing skull crushers and I had on my badass podcast playlist or not podcast, my badass workout playlist. And it has everything from like Foo Fighters to Stevie Nicks to White Stripes and um, Eminem. (laughs) So that was on. And there was my favorite song when I'm doing a hard workout is Foo Fighters, My Hero. And so that song came on and I remember I was doing Skull Crushers with really heavy weights. And all of a sudden this little ping came into my head and the thought was, what if I thought about my business and my family as much as I thought about my clients? And while I do think about my clients so much and how I could be helping improve their businesses and helping like really streamline their marketing, I just had that thought of like, what if I change my focus a little bit? What if I put my business at the forefront of my day instead of the last thing that I did? And I was like, huh. And then I started crying. (laughs) My theme of the year really was tapping into my wing four. Um, But I was like, that was a moment of clarity that I think will come through my next season of business. And like, what if instead of fitting MKM into the crevices of my day, what if that became my priority? And then I prioritized my schedule accordingly after that. And so that really was a moment of clarity. And I challenge you to think of when was there a moment in your business where you were like, oh, I think this is the next step. Um, a couple of other moments I think we could use as measuring sticks is like a moment when you realized that you needed to change something. Maybe it was a moment that you were reminded that time is fleeting. Or maybe it was a moment that you realized you are in charge of your time. We could also measure ourselves based on moments where you realize just how freaking lucky you are. And for me, that was like several times, especially this fall, like I just realized my husband is very supportive and I don't give him enough credit. He doesn't listen to these episodes, so you don't have to go tell him about it. But like I just was reminded so many times of how I'm so lucky. And like as we were sick this fall a lot, It was like, how lucky am I that I am able to stay home with the kids, even though it's stressful to have to navigate work with kids at home and all these things. At least I'm not having to call in short notice and schedule a substitute teacher for my classroom or use my PTO time. And I really did feel lucky about that. I think other things we could list as measurements or mile markers of a year are what was a great book that we read? What was a great movie we saw? I know people dig a lot about Netflix and listening to music and playing video games, but like, honestly, those are things that we can get joy from too. Like I found Bridgerton this year and it was fantastic. I have watched season two twice already and I'm about to start it for a third time. But I, I love that, like the Regency era. I love history and I, I apparently love Regency romance. Um, But that was like, what a find this year. It was so great. Um, What was a great connection or a friendship that you were thrust into this year? Like, how did you start the year? And then somewhere in the middle of it, you met this person who is now like someone that you message every day. Like, that is a great way to measure your year. What is a project that you finished that you were like, 
I am so proud of that. Like for us, we did this huge website this year and it was for a business owner who just had a vision and an idea. And then we were able to give her a brand and a website and put words on the screen that communicated what she did and what she loved. And it was like, I'm just so proud of that project. What was the best purchase you made? What was a dumb purchase you made? What was the best course that you invested in? What was a dumb course that you invested in? What was the best mistake you made this year? What was the best move you made this year? What was the best workout you did this year? What was the thing you never thought you'd ever do, but then you did it and you were like, oh, it really wasn't that bad. Um, So there's all of these other ways that we can measure a year beyond our achievements in business, beyond a revenue number, beyond a download, beyond a sale measurement. We do have all of those things, but also who are, and I'm going to have a follow-up episode on who are we being, but what are these other moments that make up the span of a calendar year? And I challenge you to align some of your memories and moments of the past 12 months with some of these alternative suggested year-end mile markers, because I think those are just as important as the data that we always analyze at the end of a year. Okay, that was a very long solo cast, but I hope it gave you a little peek into how I'm assessing my year and some ways that you could do the same in your own business. Um, As we embark on 2023, I thank you guys so much for being here, whether it's been for one episode or 100. Uh, You know, oh yeah, we did cross 100 episodes on the podcast this year too, and we rebranded the podcast. It's been a big year, (laughs) but I just thank you so much for being in this community. As we go into 2023, again, you're going to see some, maybe some changes here, changes for the better, I hope, but regardless, I hope you're along for the ride. So all the best to you and many, many more as we enter the new year. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.